Hi, this is Jack McGrath. Welcome back to Crosstown Chatter, episode three. Uh, today we will be talking without a Michael Deacon. Uh, he is currently trying to move to LA. Don't forget, if you haven't already, to follow us on Twitter at Xtown Chatter. That's at Xtown Chatter. And we are also now on Apple Podcasts. All right, let's kick off. It's been about two weeks since we last checked in. Uh, Cubs Sox. I'll be talking more Cubs and Sox just because I follow them a little bit closer. And so- or Mike is our Sox expert. So to kick off, I want to talk about the Cubs offense and what it is and is not doing, obviously. The Cubs offense has seen some hot starts from Ian Happ, who's been on the season for a 315 average, 438 on base, and a 671 slugging. That's awesome. That's what you were hoping to get out of him this year. Let's hope he can keep it up. Um, He's not been clutch, though. I looked up his average with people in scoring position. He's batting a two fourteen though. And then I know there's three bases loaded situations over the past couple games that he's been in. And he has struck out all three times, which is not something you want to see from your hottest batter, especially when the offense is lacking elsewhere. Jason Hayward, as well, has been... Pretty good. He's been 271 with a 362 on base and a 444, 441 uh, slugging percentage. Um, his last seven, he's been heating up. He's been 313. Um, he's just having some really quality at bats. He's looking good down at the bottom of the order, which has been carrying the Cubs team mostly. Um, looking for someone to heat up. This series and against the Sox, which we'll get into later, is uh, you want Rizzo to heat up. He's he's not hitting too well uh, this season. I mean, he's doing better than some of the others who we'll get into later who is struggling. But he's on he's down at a three two thirty one batting average with a four oh six on base percentage and a four forty nine slugging. Um, that's that's about it for the Cubs hitters that are hot. I mean, you've been having some key hits from David Bodie and Kyle Schwarber and Victor Caratini, who's been killing it in the DH with a two seventy five average. But overall, the the offense has been more to want. Um, to get into who's getting cold is let's start off with the big name, Chris Bryant. He's struggling. Uh, He had that wrist injury a week ago now. Uh, He's been out for the last few days. Uh, He got a quarter zone shot. I think he's expected to get back into the lineup for Friday's matchup against the White Sox. Um, But, I mean, on the year he's batting not great. It was a 177 average, 271. He still has some of that power, and I was a little disappointed to see when he hurt his wrist and he came back and hit that giant 430-foot home run that everything was going to be okay, and it came out, and he just could not get it back together. Um, Is it time for David Ross to pull him out of the leadoff? You have a hot hitter who's Ian Happ, who's been killing it in the leadoff for the Cubs. Um put Chris Bryant back down to that two or three hole move Baez down who's also been cold. He's looked absolutely lost. Baez on the year is hitting a 189, 237 and 344. I mean, the power's still there and when he makes contact, but he just looks like he's trying to hit the ball 
on the wavelength every single time he comes up. Uh, he's just not you you want to start seeing him hit opposite field and if he starts hitting opposite field he's going to get his power to his pull side but that way he's spreading the ball he's making good contact and he's always going to swing out of his shoes and he's always going to swing for those outside sliders because that's just the free swinging spirit that Baez is um to continue on that just I don't think the lineup needs a full reshuffling I just think you need to see some production start moving around uh get away from the bot don't get away from the bottom of the order but like you need you need more from Javi Baez and Chris Bryan as a whole added to that is Anthony Rizzo um also at second base here you're seeing Javi or not Javi Nico Horner and uh Jason Kipnis start to slow down a little bit they've been key in some of the early wins for the Cubs and they're just Starting to slow down, the league adjusted to Nico Horner. Um, he's not swinging at pitches out of the zone, which is what you want to see because he is a contact hitter. That means he's not making bad contact, but his average is still not looking where he wants to be. Um, I think next year you'll see Nico Horner start back down in the minors, even though he has this full, quote, season with us. Uh, moving on to Jason Kipnis, started off real hot. Hopefully this is just a small little slump for him, and he's gonna just hopefully platoon and carry uh, second base. I mean, you just need second base to be average, like I said earlier in the podcast this year. Moving on to Kyle Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber, or going back to Kyle Schwarber, I said he's he's right on the verge of hitting his stride. I mean, if he... Like Javi, if he starts hitting opposite field, he's you're gonna start seeing a lot more. I don't. I I would take away some of the homers just to get that average because he he is a good all around the field hitter. He doesn't have to be that big massive pull hitter. I rather see more doubles and singles than five extra home runs, ten extra home runs, and it, that's still looking at thirty home runs and more of an average closer to. 280, 275, which would be fantastic for Kyle Schwarber. I mean, look at the last two months. He was killing the ball uh, for the season, and he had, a three. I think it was a 310 average, and he just, and he hit plenty of home runs last year. I mean, I think his total was 38, 39. Now the next thing, Wilson Contreras, he's, really slowing down since the hot start of the season. He used all his interest squad games for all of his uh, power and hitting. Um, it looks like everyone that's struggling is just pressing really hard, including Wilson Contreras. He's just swinging at the ball real hard. He's not making great contact. He's too many strikeouts from the entire team. Um, looking at it, Wilson is second in the team with 30 and then Kyle Schwarber's at third, 33, followed by Ian Hapsuits at 25, which you can forgive. Javi Baez is at 34. You're just not not the kind of production you want to be seeing from your core players, and that's that's what's really struggling right now. But it's been picked up by, again, guys like Ian Happ, Jason Hayward, key hits from David Bodie and Jason Kipnis, Victor Caratini is been fantastic at the DH and at catcher. Uh, a good plus for Wilson Contreras is he is actually 
for pitch framing, 14th in the league, um, which is fantastic because everyone knows his biggest thing is pitch framing. He loses a lot of strikes. He's looked a lot more calmer. Him and Caratini have very same approach to pitch framing. Whatever, um, can't remember the pitching or the catching coach's name. He came over from the Phillies and helped JT Real Muto uh, blossom into the player he is right now. Um, but it's you're you're just seeing some good stuff even with Victor Caratini. I didn't get a chance to look up his statistics on that. The Cubs pitching, you've had consistency from Kyle. Uh, Hendricks, John Lester, and you Darvish. Uh, you hope they keep things going. Kyle Hendricks has just been playing good. Uh, he got lit up in Cincy, but ever since, he's Mr. Reliable. Uh, you just hope Cubs can score three or four runs when he's pitching, and uh, he'll he'll win every game he plays then. Um, you Darvish has been fantastic. He is in his groove. He's lost command sometimes in his game. Um but he has a 180 ERA. His pitches look filthy. I think uh, that one of the last few strikeouts against the Cardinals when he was pitching, they just they couldn't see that slider. So lefties couldn't see those sliders. And I saw him just swing and fall into it and finding out the ball hit the dirt in front of their feet. Um, only note about him is I saw a statistic. He's waiting 29 seconds between each uh, pitch, which is long, but if this means he's pitching well, I don't care. Um, I love a good pitcher. Uh, I'm all in for you. Um, he had a slow start in 2017, 2018. Also, or I'm sorry, t- slow start to 2018. A little bit rough and really picked it up at the end of 2019, and you just hope this is the you we have for the next three, four years uh, so his contract becomes worth it. John Lester, he's turning into a uh, John Lester, the old, um, he doesn't. He's not so much a stuff guy anymore, but he's he's taken in that lower velo, uh, pitching for contact, trusting the defense. Um, he gave a few runs in his last outing, but he's been still down to a 2.74 ERA, which is huge. And I was expecting him just to be the fifth starter. And any positive you could get from him is a positive in general. Um, he's turning into that John Lackey type that you saw in 2016 and 2017. Just He's been a workhorse. You want him to get five or six innings. If he gets a seven, that's great. But that's that's huge for the Cubs as those front three have been absolutely rolling. Uh, big loss to the rotation in Tyler Chatwood, though. Chatwood was finally, hopefully, figured it out. I mean, he got lit up against Kansas City, which he... He himself said he didn't feel like he was pitching bad. They are just squaring him up correctly, which is, it, it happens. It happens with every great pitcher, too. There's always going to be a bad outing here, and I'm not saying Chatwood's an ace, but you, you're hoping for a great number three out of Chatwood. Um, hopefully his back tightness doesn't keep him out too long, but that's just the hope. Alec Mills, he's... He's been giving up a lot of hard contact. His last two outings haven't been his best. Uh, you're definitely seeing him slow down a little bit. League's adjusting. It's time for Alec Mills to adjust back. Um, with that, you also have the prospects of Jose Quintana coming back. I know he's been pitching down in uh, South Bend, trying to get ready after uh, that cut on his finger. 
but you're just Alec Mills needs to pull it back together and Jose Quintana if he comes back you can piggyback or use Jose out of the uh, bullpen or Alec Mills out of the bullpen um, speaking of the bullpen they've been stepping it up since uh, their first little blip of nonsense um, let's take a look you have Rowan Wick Jeremy Jeffress, Ryan Tapera, and Casey Sadler have been all pitching very well. Casey Sadler gives up a couple bombs here and there, but you're looking for him in a medium leverage situations, I would say. You want him to eat up innings as much as possible, but between Rowan Wick and Jeremy Jeffress, it, it's closed down at least 8-9. Um, and that's fantastic, especially if one pitch the one day, the other can get in the other. Um, Ryan Tapera, he's got a 3.12 ERA, eight innings pitched. Uh, he's he's given up a few hits, but you're you're looking to start trusting him. I mean, at the beginning of this year, I didn't even bother talking about the bullpen because it was all names. I mean, the only ones from last year were really Kyle Ryan, Rowan Wick, and Brad Week. Um. Craig Krimble, speaking of Craig Krimble, uh, he, his last two outings have looked fantastic. Um, his last one against the Cardinals, it was a closing situation, and he came in, he closed the game, and it felt it felt good. He looked good. Uh, he lost his command a little bit, I think, in the second batter, but uh, he just really, he looks like he's putting it together, and if you can have 7-8-9 of a mixture of Rowan Wick, Jeremy Jeffress, and Craig Krimble, that's that's a bullpen to be scared of. Um, then you also have guys like Kyle Ryan, who hasn't been what he was last year. He's your lefty reliever. We don't have too many lefties going. Um, and uh, Dwayne Underwood Jr., Dan Winkler, who you thought you could trust for a little bit. He got knocked around a little bit last time he was out. You're just... You're looking for continued growth on the bullpen side of things. You don't want that bullpen that blows everything. Moving on to the Sox, which I don't have a ton of notes for here, but uh, just a few shout-outs for them is Tim Anderson. Holy crap. He has proven it this year that that last year wasn't a fluke. He's hitting 379, 414 on base, 758 slugging. Um, I watched... Yesterday's game, uh, the Wednesday game for the sweep against the Tigers, that offense, man, when they look good, they are cruising. It, 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 it's a tough lineup to get through. Uh, you're starting, hopefully, to see Edwin and Carcion pick up, as well as Yasmani, your two big off-season uh, signings, as well as Nomar Mazzara. Uh, his stat line's looking at 200. Uh, 308, 267, with Edwin being at 169, 258, 390, and Yasmani at 222, uh, 346, and 317. Um, but he's just crushing the ball. He's getting on base. Um, he's Every time I say something about him, he's proven me wrong. He's on base, per, uh, on base is one... 1,172, which is fantastic. On base plus slugging, I'm sorry. Jose Abreu just keeps doing Jose Abreu things. I know he's uh, he's been really carrying this team. 
uh, when they've been slumping. He's kept them as much as he can to try and get them back into this game. I mean, he's your veteran offensive guy. He's been fantastic, uh, batting 292 with a 330 on base and a 509 slugging. Uh, but you're just props to Jose and Tim for really holding down the corners of his offense, and then all the young guys of Yohan Mancata, Eloy Jimenez, and Luis Robert all really just chipping in all 266 to 276 uh, batting averages. Um, moving on to the just team in general, they're hot. They're coming off a sweep, sweep off the Tigers. Uh, they did lose Nick Madrigal since we last talked, but Danny Mendek has been really filling in very nicely. Um, he's batting a 262, 303, 393. And every time I'm checking the score for them, I see he's he's been Mr. Clutch. He's been hitting plenty of clutch run and driving uh, in runs. Now the starting pitchings where uh, things get a little, get a little wacky. Uh, you got... Giolito, Keiko, and Seas, again, they're they're like the Cubs. They've been carrying the front three very well. Giolito is starting to get in his groove. I would see him starting to heat up his next three or four starts. Keiko, he's been consistent. He's your veteran pitcher that's going to do veteran things. He's the John West of his team. He, he came out and called out the team uh, when they were struggling. He said, just seems like guys take off days when they shouldn't be taking off days. Dylan Seas, I'm a huge fan of Dylan Seas. Um, I liked him when he was in the Cubs system, when we traded Quintana uh, for season Eloy Jimenez. I, I thought Seas was the bigger loss of that trade. Um, yes, Eloy Jimenez is great, and I'm not going to argue that. I don't think there was going to be a spot for him in this Cubs team, and I, was, I still stand by that Quintana trade, even though we lose it in the long run. Uh, we needed him in 2017 to really round out that rotation, and we made a good run. But uh, C's, like I said, he was the part that I, I was mo- most upset about. Um, and you're, you're starting to see him come into his own. I mean, he's 4-1, and one, he's... He's looking good. I watched a few of his, a uh, couple innings of his, uh, his last outing. The Cubs rotation may be a mess at the back end, but the Sox are even worse. I mean, between uh, Gio Gonzalez and uh, Carlos Rondon or whoever whoever it is, they they need to figure something out back there. You can't be losing that many games in the four and five spot. The depth. Depth needs to be there. Um, you took a huge hit with uh, Michael Kopech leaving for the season, and uh, it's just something the Sox really need to get figured out. Hopefully someone in the minors steps up and really starts getting stuff together. Um, now moving forward to look at this Cubs-Sox matchup of the weekend, this quick episode. Um... Game one, you got Keuchel versus Lester. Again, it's identical signings for two different times. The, the the veterans of the group that they're they're your workhorses. This matchup is going to be uh, very interesting because the both of them have been pitching very well. Lester, like I said earlier, has been hot. Keuchel's been pitching well. He's getting hot. I think uh, if whoever goes 
deeper into the game, whether it's Lester or Keuchel, that, that's going to be the person that takes this game. Uh, the keys is going to, for both teams, is to take take that bats, take as many pitches as you can, and work to get to those bullpens, which have been shaky for both teams. Um, I mean, I think this is going to be a little bit higher scoring of a game. Um, if the Cubs offense wakes up, if not, then the Sox will just pound them if they start scoring. Um, but overall, I genuinely think the Sox will take game one with Keiko on the mound. Uh, game two, you got Hendricks versus Seas. I think this is going to be the real pitcher's duel. Um, the first team that scores four or three, four to three runs will uh, probably be the winner. I mean, Hendricks, who doesn't give up a lot when he's pitching at Wrigley. I mean, he's a monster at Wrigley. We'll go up against the young Dylan Seas, who still, he may have it figured out now, but that doesn't mean there's times for speed bumps on the way. Um, and Hendricks, I, I'm very interested to see, and as a huge Kyle Hendricks fan, I, I want him to pick apart this young uh, Sox team. I want them to see what control looks like. Not to say that they're a bad team or whatever. It's just I'm just a huge fan of Hendricks, and I love when uh, he just he picks apart teams. It's always so fun to watch. I'm really excited to watch this game. Um, again, you're going to want Cease to go as deep as possible into this game, and I think this is going to be your low-scoring game. I think three runs, like I said, four to three runs. Game three, the... Cubs have Darvish going up uh, to be determined for the Sox. I think the Cubs are going to have to take game three. No matter what, Darvish has been on fire. He's gone seven innings his last two outings. He's gotten a ton of strikeouts. He's just on point. It's not going to take a lot of runs for the Cubs to do it. And the Sox, this is where you're going to see their starting pitching depth uh, start to teeter a little bit. Um... You're going to be looking for um, overall the Sox have the offense to take two out of three of this, but uh, the Cubs have some of their best pitchers coming up against the Sox, which would be key. Um, the offense, and if you're a Cubs fan, you're looking for the offense to come back alive. You need Chris Bryant to be back and start heating up real quick. Hobby and Willie to break out of those slums and uh, continue production from Happ and Hayward with some more clutch hitting from, again, the guys like Victor Caratini and David Pody. If you're a Sox fan, you're, you're hoping for, uh, for this extremely fun team to just keep hitting those bombs, keep having those clutch hits. Um, Tim Anderson to keep having his pasta parties is... Uh, I believe Steve Stone said yesterday, um, the Cubs can beat them if they're pitcher if it's a pitcher's duel, and the key is the, for the Sox to just really score score more than four runs. If their offense can't get it going against the Cubs, which I think they will because they've they're coming in real hot, it's it's going to be a fun pitching duel. All right, thank you for listening. Uh, Sorry it's been a quick episode. Uh, Look for me and Mike to have another episode next week. Uh, Best to Mike for moving over to L.A. And uh, don't don't forget to follow us on Spotify, download episodes, you know, whatever. 
and um, look us up on Apple Podcasts if that's your thing. Uh, this is Crosstown Chatter. Follow us on Twitter at Xtown Chatter, and uh, see you next week.